acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up! 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 Let's go. DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, and Charlemagne the God. Y'all are like a mega force. Breakfast Club, that's how we get our day started. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Jess Hilarious. Good morning. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Pump day. 
Yes. Good morning. It's Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week. Good morning. Back for another day to serve. What's happening? How yes. everybody feel? Everything is good. Look, Naya cooked for me last night. My little sister cooked. She made baked chicken. I saw that on your cheese, IG broccoli, story. rice. Yes. Um, she even made... I had two starches because I really love mashed potatoes and I can't ever choose between mashed potatoes and rice. Mm-hmm. So she made that and she made some green beans but she put bacon in it. She she has a saying, well, that's how she seasons the vegetables. Bacon. Bacon. Yes. yes. Very big pork, bacon. Pork bacon, right? Very much. Oh, yes. yes. I love it. Mm-hmm. But I loved it though. It was so good. It looked good on your IG story. I didn't know it was pork in it so it don't look as good as it did. It looked good. It looked good. Caught up on love on the spectrum. Oh, you did watch it? Yes, it is such an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. I like I cried a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was laughing. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's really a good show. Yeah, I seen. I seen one episode with my daughter. My daughter loves it. So yeah, that's the show with the kids that got Down syndrome and they. Look First of love. all, not all of them. Not all of them. A couple have of fully them down. Do. So it's like. Oh, just, I didn't know that. It's like. That's why it's on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it's, okay. it's like it's one girl. Um, she has Down syndrome on there. Um, I'm only on episode six, but I like I got two more episodes to go. But it is so good. Um, but yeah, all of them they just autism. They have autism. Yeah, autism, gotcha. and it's different levels. Well, don't let Doja Cat watch that show because she'll watch that show and start imitating them, and she really gonna be in some First trouble. First of all, how does she media. even catch a stray? It's literally six o'clock. <laughs> it's six o one. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo, salute to everybody out there eating empanadas for breakfast, man. Okay, oh, you think yes. you're back now? You think you're back big now? Just wait. <laughs> Springtime right around the corner. Jesus. Oh no, I'm God. sick. A lot of people Jesus. need to start thinking about that. It's February. It's about to be March. You ain't got rid of them holiday pounds yet, and you're eating empanadas for breakfast. Okay? Mm. How are Spring you is right around that? the corner. I'm not judging. I just know how they're going to feel when they got to have that big back out in the springtime. Mm. Okay? Uh-uh. But that big back is Jesus getting developed Christ. now. So you can either develop a big back now or undevelop a big back now. But not sweet chili oxtail piece of man talking. Like I eat that. Days. You see me eat that once and that was over the holidays. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-mm. Well, my whole house isn't talking to me today. I spazzed that on everybody yesterday. What happened? You know, you get to that, that, that age where you trip on something. So one of my kids left their shoes at the door, didn't put their shoes away. I tripped, almost busted my ass, and I had to spaz on everybody. <laughs> I told you to put your shoes away. I told you to put your book bag away. I told you when you finished drinking your soup or drinking whatever you're drinking, put it away. Sound Throw like it in projection. the garbage. Uh-uh, it's all like you projection. was made of something else. What the book yeah. bag and the Sound soup like have to do with the shoes? Exactly. Now, what's that? It was, I was just tired. You Sound know like you, projection. You know, you know, every yeah. once in a while, I hear projection. you just want your house clean and nope. they just yes. going to leave your nope. house. Nope. nope. Yeah. Nope. So now that's why they're not talking to you. And then I was... I was out of town this week, so everybody want to use daddy shower, right? Mm. But now when they use daddy shower, there's toothbrushes in my shower. They, it's clean all, it they, they ain't cleaning my oh, shower. I understand that. So I spazzed out yesterday. Nobody's talking to me now. Oh, no, no, my wife. <laughs> I went to pray this morning. She turned around on me. Projection. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to God by myself. <laughs> I'm talking to God by myself. I was like, fine. You want to pray with me? I pray like by you myself. Overreacted. Sound like you overreacted. So you was mad about something else. And you projected on the whole. I was house. just tired. I almost fell. <laughs> Almost fell. Could have hurt myself. I told him, I said, what happened if I fell, hurt myself, hit my head, and died? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's all that beige dramaticness like, in the house. He was like that, all that. Exactly. Like, all that. You just, you would have just fell on the floor and got back up like the baby does all the time. <laughs> right. Beige rage on the kids is crazy. Oh, uh, all them beige, too. So, what are you talking about? That is true. Oh, all right, then. True. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. All right. Now, Mandela and Mario Van Peebles will be joining us. Nice. Legends. Well, Mario Van Peebles is a legend. His son is a legend in the making. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, of course, they did the original Posse. Now they have a new flick called Outlaw Posse. He was also the director of New Jack City. That's right. Ooh. And Panther. And Panther. Yeah, to name a few. 
Not Black Panther, but Panther. The original Panther. The original if Panther. If you were born in the 1900s, you know what we're talking about. That's right. So we're going to kick it with them in a little bit. And then we got Tesla and Figaro with front page news. So don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning, DJ MV, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. Good morning, girl. Start off with some quick sports. Now, Manny Pacquiao tried to uh, participate in the 2024 Olympics, but was denied exemption. And that's the reason because the age limit is uh, 40 years old and he is 45. And I don't want to hear nobody talking about no damn ageism, okay? The rules are the goddamn rules. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And man, it's five years past due. Sit down somewhere, Manny. Mm. All right. Now, let's talk about Nikki Haley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yesterday, Nikki Haley, who trails Donald Trump by a wide margin in her home state, South Carolina, made it clear that she's standing on business. She said she's not going nowhere. Take a listen. I'm not going anywhere. I feel no need to kiss the ring. I have no fear of Trump's retribution. He's gotten more unstable and unhinged. He spends more time in courtrooms than he does on the campaign trail. He's so obsessed with his own demons from the past, he can't focus on delivering the future Americans deserve. And in a rare emotional moment, Haley spoke about her husband, Michael, deployed overseas with the National Guard. I wish Michael was here today, and I wish our children and I could see him tonight, but we can't. Mm. Oh, she's not going to drop out as long as the money rolling in. As long as the money rolling mm-hmm. in, people still donating, donating her, her campaign. She's going to stick around. Absolutely. And she should. Um, you know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen uh, with Donald Trump. In addition to that, she's really laying foundation for the future as well. Uh, you know, she still has a lot of time on the clock. She can run in four years and continue to build, you know, build up the momentum around her. Now, Donald Trump also had a town hall last night at Fox News. And this was his response to Nikki Haley staying in the race. Why do you think she's staying in the race? Um, I don't think she knows how to get out, actually. Uh, I really don't. She did terribly in New Hampshire. She got mo- the only vote she but got was she has was a lot of Democrats. money behind her. What do they think they're Well, they're out? trying to hurt me because of the general election. So the Democrats are giving her money and she's playing into the game. And I think she just can't get, she just can't get herself to get out. Uh, she's doing poorly in the polls. Look, if she was doing well, I'd understand it. But she's doing very poorly. She lost uh, in record numbers in Iowa, record numbers in New Hampshire. Mm. So Donald Trump, I guess he said he's standing on business too in his new style shoes, gold sneakers for the low price of three ninety nine. Now the Republican primary will be Saturday in South Carolina, and we'll see who's the last one standing. Did you see watch the town hall last night with Trump? I did. Yeah, I watched it too. I, I found it interesting. It feel like his tone shifted. It's, it's like his mm-hmm. people told him, uh, calm down a little simmer bit, simmer down on all the dictator. Mm. And revenge on, the, talk. on all that dictator talk. Yeah, like he, he even he even made a comment where he was saying, "Oh, they think that if I'm if I get in the White House, they think uh they think I'm not gonna leave. These people are crazy." And then then one of the questions they asked him about you know him seeking revenge, and he was like, "He doesn't he doesn't care about revenge. He just basically cares about cares the country. About success. Yeah, cares about mm-hmm. success. I beat him with success. Mm-hmm. Even though he clearly said before uh, that he was absolutely you know going to uh, be a dictator on day one uh, yeah. he did say uh, that he plans on going in and challenging the department of justice he talked about uh what his plans were with the media remember you brought that up Charlemagne. i know uh, it feels like somebody told him simmer down all on, uh, on all that don't tell him your plans basically right <laughs> you know what i mean and I, I thought it was uh very interesting even though he's done this before he just constantly you know uh, pushes the narrative that everything that's happening to him is coming from the white house 
Mm-hmm. All of this stuff that's happening to him is directly coming from uh, the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. I just think that's an interesting way to play it because people buy into that. Yeah. He also talked about that $355 million. Uh, he basically compared himself to uh, Russia, Russia's, uh, Nav- um, I guess, the politi- political persecuted uh, Navalny. And he said that that's a Russian's opposition leader. And so he kind of compared himself to that, which basically saying, again, everything's coming from the Biden administration. Right. And basically, he's a, he's a martyr. That's right. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's interesting. They said they would need to sell over one million shoes. Just as a side note, one million sneakers in order to pay that debt. So I guess mm-hmm. the supporters need to get busy. Mm. All right. Well, that is front page news. What are we talking next hour? Oh, man. Interesting story. Dalton Mayor Tiffany Henyard, a.k.a. the female Nino Brown, uh, is under federal investigation. I'm going to break that down to What's you. What's up with her, back. man? Yeah, yeah, this is something else. She's, yeah, she's a little different. Yeah, we'll talk yes, about that. Yes, it's real hour. different. <laughs> Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne, Lindsay, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? Envy, what's up, Envy? What's up, Chad? Charlamagne, Charlamagne. Peace, what up, sis? How are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Trev. Can I tell y'all how I've been giggling at Envy all weekend? Because <laughs> Envy is so crazy. What happened? So, I don't know if y'all know, Envy's on this show with Tammy Roman. Oh. Uh, I, th- I think it's Cheater. Is that what it's called, Envy? It's called Unfaithful. Mm-hmm. Unfaithful. Shout out to Tammy. So, in this episode that is dropped, uh, shout out to Big Sexy. Um, actually, Big Sexy is actually um, on one of my songs I'm about to drop. I love Big shout Sexy. Shout out to him. He has episode. Say it again, baby. I said I love Big Sexy. Oh, shout out to Big Sexy. So, Envy has this episode where Envy was following him around and he's like, but to his boyfriend. So Envy, hmm? when somebody can, Envy's talking to the girl and she's telling him over and over again, yeah, he's bisexual. I didn't know he was bisexual. I ain't never messed with a bisexual man before. And the first thing Envy says is when he can talk is, oh, so you didn't know he was gay? <laughs> it's Envy. You cannot be gay and like women, okay? He's bisexual. <laughs> this guy's so stupid. <laughs> okay. So you like women. You cannot be gay, all right? Well, you, well, you 50% gay. <laughs> you're gay. You're still yeah. gay, but all right. No, well. you're not gay. Okay. If you, you like a woman at all, you are attracted to any type of vagina, you are bisexual. Gay men do not like vagina. Yeah, that's true, but you're still half a homosexual. <laughs> Just, no, you're bisexual. Yeah, you're crossing Bye. departments. You're crossing departments. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bisexual means two, right? I don't know. Right. I, I thought bisexual, bisexual was gay. Both. But it's both. both. So you 50% so you gay and straight. Would and you, you say, uh, like would women. you say you gay and straight? No. Yes. No. That's no. gas. <laughs> gay and straight. Gay and straight. You gas. You can, yes. All right, Trav. Thank you. Oh my oh. God. Thank you, Trav. That's what, but the definition of bisexual is sexually or romantically attracted to both yeah. men and women or to more than one sex or gender. And that's why it's called bisexual, yeah. not gay. So I get it. But you, I mean, technically, you are gay and straight. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Technically. I just asked a question. I just want to know. <laughs> All right. Hello, who's this? 
Hey, this QC, what's going on? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Man, I just want to say um, shout out to all the truck drivers out there. Man, everybody that's driving out on the road, be safe, man. Okay. Yeah, shout out to y'all. I love y'all so very much. Be safe. You and your truck, bro? Thank you. Yes, yeah, sir. Nope. There you go. Hey. Yes, sir. <laughs> Have a good one. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, y'all? It's me, Uncle, your girl, B from Bankhead, the real Atlanta in the building. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's, up, What's happening? Get it off your chest. Look, I got to get this off my chest. We got a lot of people coming to Atlanta talking about they're from Atlanta. And, baby, this is the real Atlanta. So I wanted to go ahead and put um, the nonprofit out on the map. It's called Forever I Love Atlanta. Forever spell F-U-R. We black people in the neighborhood that represent all the animal lovers it's real in Atlanta because you got so many white people kissing cats, acting like people don't. <laughs> I know too many dudes out here taking care of more pit bulls than they kids. We love our animals over here. So whatever they got going on, it ain't true. Go ahead and follow your girl. Follow the little process. I represent Atlanta. I'm so confused. First of all, hold, hold, I need to know what this non- whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this nonprofit about? First of all, because I'm so okay, confused. So, you hit us with about three different things just now. Okay, so I have a nonprofit. We represent the people of Atlanta who love their pets. Uh, since so many people be talking about Atlanta the hood, we don't care all this different stuff. We care about our animals. So I started a nonprofit to change what the the people who look like animal care look like. They always got some white lady kissing the kitten. No, show the thug. Show the, you, show the little thing, things out here shaking it. You know what I'm saying? Because we out here loving and caring about our neighborhood too. But don't not? try to kick us out. We the real Atlanta. Why not call it Forever I Love Animals? It's called Forever I Love Atlanta because we love not only our animals, but we love Atlanta too. And look, I represented <laughs> Atlanta last year on the Puppy Super Bowl on Animal Planet and Discovery Channel. It's up. Bankhead in the building. Don't want to go follow your girl and show your love for all the people out there showing love to the pets and the animals in the neighborhood. That's love right. thy neighbor and love thy pet. Love thy neighbor and love thy pet. Okay. Even if they're not from Atlanta, love them. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Malia. How you doing? What's up, Malia? Get it off your chest. Yeah, so I seen this story about some, basically this, this guy, he's white, and he basically called black people dogs subliminally, and he was referring to um, Beyonce coming out with the country music and yeah, crossing over the country. John Snyder. Yeah, oh, that's the guy, yeah. Yes, from Dukes to Hazard. I, I felt like I'm going through so much right now. I just felt like I don't know rage. I don't know. I just felt some type of way. I couldn't do it. Well, swing on him when you see him. Oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. You're I don't even fight no more. I done got grown. No oh, good. Okay, okay, okay. Well, then you you, you don't want to do nothing then. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> no, I want to do a lot. I'm I'm trying to do a lot. So. People just want to call the radio station and tweet and all of that. No, man, I'm tired of this. You don't like something? Swing on the person Stop. when you see him. Swing on the person and then <laughs> get knocked out or shot or anything. Shot, knocked out. Well, she's trying to take well, up little Beyonce. Well, exactly. Well, shut it up then. You ain't gonna do. That. Oh my God! That's get why it's called get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We got just with the mess coming up. Yes, uh, holder from the Today Show still don't get it. 
Okay. Mm. All right. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Number one song in the country. Mm-hmm. Morning, White man everybody. rapping by whips and chains. Ain't nobody put that on Dr. Umar radar yet? I just want to hit him right. Not yet. <laughs> it probably discusses him. We are The Breakfast Club. DJ MV Jess Hilarious Charlemagne the God. And let's get to Jess with the mess. <laughs> Nicki Minaj wants Cat Williams on the tour, her Pink Friday tour. She uh, made a request video. Well, she made a request during her recent Instagram live yesterday. Um, now, Cat is currently on his own tour, Dark Matter tour, till mid May. And, um, at that point, Nikki will be wrapping up her North American leg of the tour, but Kat still could join her for her European leg of the tour. That's what she said. Oh, here, here's what I did want to ask you guys. I want to know. Now, I know that this is the busiest man in show business, okay? I know that he's rich, and I know that, you know, he's the funniest man in showbiz. Can y'all hit up Cat Williams and ask him what would be his price to be a part of the Pink Friday 2 Okay, so that well, to public knowledge, Cat Williams never said anything back yet, Uh, not yet. But Mm -hmm. I guess we will see. Um, That don't feel like uh, Cat's Cat style. No, no, not at all. But you know, I've been on package tours like this. I call them jingle jams. Is when like you know, like they do this usually like when a tour is not really selling Mm -hmm. or like. Yeah, when a tour is not really selling. So they they will, yeah, they, they'll do that. You know what I'm saying? I, I was on a tour last year. I think you was the DJ. We had like so many. It was R&B. R&B, uh, yeah. Rappers. That was Rip Michael's tour. That's Rip Michael's tour, yeah. Yeah, Rip Michael's tour. Um, but that's his style. He always does that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not like, he don't add people as the tour goes on. That's that's just his style of doing it. Anyway, yeah, it does comedy and uh, R&B. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Nick, you got Nicki Minaj, you got Monica, and Cat Williams. That's that's the tour. That's the Pink Friday two tour right now. I feel like that's a bunch of different energy too, though. Like a I bunch never like of to different see, energy. Like comedians bring a different tone, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden you just go into music. Like I don't, you know, I, I personally <laughs> and then don't. Cat care Williams for that. as a comedian will bring a different. See, see, but it doesn't sound right. But but being on the tour, like what Jess was saying, mm-hmm. it was dope when the comedians would do jokes, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be as a it wouldn't be like a long set. It wouldn't be like a forty five minute set. It'd be like a ten. 12, 15 minute set and then when people start laughing alright let me bring the next guest out which yeah. was dope but what if I just want comedy can we see the barbs like loving Cat Williams and Monica together all of that together that bar we know we know the barbs well, yeah you know why because I think uh, the, 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 the age demo of the barbs isn't what you think it is like I, I bet you think well, what you, is it? you probably think it's younger, but I'm sure it's 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 a wide range. Yeah, I'm like the, I'm sure the barbs go from forty from twenty to forty. Yeah, easily. Mo- most of them are younger. I don't know about that. Most of them. Well, you've been around for a while. What ones that have been attacking me? The ones that have attacked <laughs> the me. They're all, they're all me. I, I know, the, I, the I younger just, ones. I don't think that. I think they they just slow. Slow. <laughs> okay. We started talking about this incident, drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. 
and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. All right, well, that's cool. I give him that. Because Nikki is over 40 herself, and she's been around for a while. So she has a lot of fans. So her fans have grown with her. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think think they're as young as we think they are. Nah, she got fans and she got barbs, okay? I'm a Nikki fan. I'm not a barb. So after a certain age, you don't be like, I'm a barb. Like, no, she has Nikki fans, and then she has barbs. So that that's different, yeah, and and that I mean I guess that's arguable, arguable, yeah. but she definitely got is is different, it's mm-hmm. different. So all right, we will see what that is like. Um, Hoda Kotb or whatever the lady name is, she speaks on <laughs> Kelly leaving the Today Show. So Hoda and Jenna they took a second out of their show to share thoughts on Kelly after she abruptly left their set. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, Kelly never really directly said anything. Since the situation, she's never said anything about the Today Show right. or anything or whatever. And this is what Hoda said yesterday. I just want to say this. I have great love and admiration for Kelly Rowland. Mm-hmm. I adore her. And I want her to come back on our show. And I she's want her to host again. Any of course time. she is. Of course she is. She's she can best. share my dressing room. We'll be in it together. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Oh, Lord, Hoda. You still don't get it, Miss Hoda. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think you... I don't know if that was like a joke was or a joke. sarcasm. A or sarcastic what, joke. I don't... Like, you can share mine. Did you share yours with J-Lo? Would you share yours with Taylor Swift? <laughs> what would you do? I think she was just trying to say I would share it. Like that's how much I would want her here. I'd I'd give up some of my personal space for Kelly, but no. But but she should have her own dress. Yeah, Kelly don't want to share anything with nobody. It's the point of anyway. All right, so Kelly went on Big Tigger show. That's actually Um, worse than having a small dress. Yeah, you got to share with the whole. Like what? Like no, no, I'm not. I'm on the phone talking about you. I don't want you right here. All right. So in other Kelly news, she recently did an interview on the Big Tigger show. And while she was there, they asked her what part three of the Beyonce Renaissance series would be. Play number two. There's a rumor going around that Renaissance three may be either rock based or a DC reunion. That is her business to talk about. Damn it, woman. And I know that you all are tired of answering those questions. But fans like me for the DC and Destiny's Child reunion. And when y'all took that picture, (laughs) it got me like really excited in my feelings. I'm like, okay, is this really going to happen? We still gotta ask every time we see either you. We never see Billy, come on. No, but just ask them. I'm here talking about we a couple. Okay, third, And that's what I'm most excited about right now. I think that, that, that's that. Thank you so much. Like, please. So what's, what's the lady name who just asked that question on Big Ticket Show? That was Jazzy McBee. Jazzy McBee. Read the room, honey. <laughs> Ask them. She's up there. She's promoting a movie, Mia Culpa, that's coming out on Netflix. And um, that's not what she was there for. And, and I know. And how do you lead with... I know y'all get tired and mad every time somebody asks y'all about this. But let me go ahead and ask you anyway, because we just got to <laughs> ask you every time we see you. No, we don't got to ask you every time we see you. You've you seen the energy shift when Big Ticker first brought it up. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and and so he got out of it. He didn't even have another question to ask. That's why J- Jazzy McBee came up and followed up with the same thing. But we got to ask you. No, XB. 
You may not get a response, but ask B. Well, yeah, they call would. Michelle. B, B, B's not yeah, doing. They, they would ask Beyonce that, but you know, Beyonce never grants us peasants with a conversation. Okay. And, and, and I think when people interview Michelle and Kelly, that's just a standard question for whatever reason. It but, is, but it shouldn't be. She's and then then Kelly's not up there by herself. Kelly was up there next to the other main actor in mm-hmm. Culpa, um, which you know he's going to be in the movie as well. I, he was quiet the whole time, looking like, okay, well, I'm I mean, not a Destiny's Child. We up here promoting a movie. It's Kelly Rowland, though. You know, and, and yeah. I'm sure they don't see Kelly Rowland too much, so when mm-hmm. they get a chance to see her. And but, Kelly's very nice. you don't nice. got to ask that question nah. every single every time. Every single time. And, and by the way, I, that's not the first time we've, we've even seen Kelly push back on that question. Exactly. So why are you still asking? So but they're the going to ask the question regardless. They could ask whatever they want now. It's Kelly got She ain't got to respond, but they're going to ask whatever they feel like when, when these artists come up there, whether it's Kelly or not. And Kelly is so nice and so graceful, and and you, I'm sure they had a conversation beforehand. And Kelly makes you very inviting that you can talk to her, and they probably felt comfortable to ask her. And then Kelly shut them down, but they could ask whatever they want when they come up there to do a, uh, an interview. I guess read the room. Period. Offset. And also, I, I would I would like to see that as an act three though. See? Okay, and moving see, on. Look at you. Look at you. And that's why that's Kelly dope. didn't come up here because she probably already knew. No, no. But that, if you me. think about how, what, how Renaissance has been, and you see what Act Two is going to be with the country. If if the third album DC three because it's three of them if it was a Destiny Child reunion that would be kind of dope. That's really what you want to see. I mean, now that I heard it, no, it's actually, no, seriously, is that really? I wasn't what thinking you about it. Be- I wasn't thinking about it before, but okay. now that I've heard it, that's actually a dope idea. I think Kelly should keep on getting in that acting bag, pursuing that. Um, she want to drop some music in there. She can do that. Kelly, uh, I mean, uh, Michelle, she doing her thing in the churches. She doing, you know, doing her thing. <laughs> B, sticking to the music. I think what they if, all three got different destinies. And what if, but what if it's all the destinies together? So it ain't just... Like Latavia, yes, Farrah, and... Not, no, Latavia and Latoya. Okay, I was going to say, don't be, what if don't it was be bringing the, what, up little What suitcase. if it was those, like a mixture? Oh, you know like different eras yeah, of Destiny's Child. So you Child. get the original four on some songs, then you get the yeah. three on some songs, some of them together. That might be kind of And then be DC3 and then go on to That's what I'm saying. That'd be kind of dope. Yeah, probably not. You know? But I think that we should <laughs> read, learn to read the room, period. That was just with the mess for the first now. All right. Now, news is real, allegedly. <laughs> when we come back, we got front page news. Tesla and Figaro will be joining us. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up. Wake up. You're locked into The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Let's talk. Uh, Tess, good morning, first and foremost. Yes, good morning, DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. Good morning. Now let's jump right into Tiffany Haynard. Yeah, guys, this story, you may have seen this on social media, but actually they, this story is about two years old. Uh, they've been covering this investigation about uh, her and a lot of crazy stuff going on in Dalton, but it recently got bumped back up with some recent developments. Let's listen to Fox 32 in Chicago for the latest, and then I'm going to give you some more information. Yeah, we've been reporting for nearly two years on allegations of corruption surrounding Hanyard in her capacity as Dalton mayor and Thornton Township tr- uh, supervisor. Federal agents are in fact interviewing witnesses as part of a possible investigation that may or may not result in charges. Lawrence Gardner owns a U-Haul rental and trucking business in South Suburban Dalton and says he went to the FBI several months ago frustrated that the village of Dalton would not renew his business license. Gardner says he's been harassed and his business raided and shut down by Dalton police, he believes because he refused to make a donation to a civic event sponsored by Dalton Mayor Tiffany Henyard. Now, business owners, like you just heard, they said that uh, they believe their business has been shut down because they won't donate. 
Uh, they also said that their uh, business licenses have has have been blocked. Uh, there's also questions around her spending taxpayer money for out of town trips. Here's what one business owner had to say. Take a listen. I've heard r- rumors to say, "Hey, I'm on the wrong team." Dwayne Wood has been trying to renew the business license for his restaurant for nearly a year. While he has not talked to the FBI, he believes he can't get approved because he's provided catering to several Dalton trustees who are engaged in a political fight with Henyard. I think I've been just targeted because of my association affiliation with a certain group of people. Now... Yeah, this is the part of sto- the part of the story that gets really interesting, and what you probably saw on social media. She started a city meeting, literally just dressed up like Nino Brown, mm-hmm. and actually acted out the scene in the city meeting with the stuffed dog in her hand. So let me say that again: she had the stuffed <laughs> dog in her hand, like Nino Brown. I'm gonna play the clip and Martin. Uh, Martin, yeah, she got that from Martin. Yes, she, got she got that from when Martin from Martin, Martin pretended to be Nino Brown. Yes, classic scene. And so uh, this is her. You're going to hear the beginning of the clip when she says somebody knows something. So, again, imagine her full Nino Brown outfit, stuffed dog. Take a listen. Nobody knows something. Don't know nobody knows nothing. Tiffany Henyard certainly isn't shy about attracting attention. Here she is starting a Dalton Village board meeting dressed like the Wesley Snipes character in the movie New Jack City. Later punctuating her political points with the help of her own DJ. Every single resident. Pay me what you owe me. Thank you, DJ. Hmm. What the hell is going on? We, yeah. we, we, we so unserious as a people. <laughs> Lord what Jesus. the hell is going on? Like, like how will black people get taken serious in politics moving like that? Nah. Like, like, I don't know what's true and what's not true as far as you know what she's being accused of. But what I do know is that when we get in these positions as black people, we have to have all our T's crossed and I's dotted because anything that's not on the up and up, they're going to come at us with. So why would you be that unserious yeah. <laughs> with, your, yeah. with your position? Yeah, literally having the DJ in the room, you know, playing a uh, bitch but I have my money. So mm. I guess uh, now she's like two chains and fresh as hell with the feds watching because they are certainly geez. watching. And I think too many people try to be, uh, they try to look cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they want to be down with culture and I put culture in air quotes. So they, you know, they try to quote rap lyrics or, you know, quote mm-hmm. things from your favorite movie or your favorite TV show. And, and when it's not natural, that's how it looks. Yeah. When it's not natural, it's like, why you do that? Now you're a clown. She had a fake dog. Yeah, a fake a dog. Fake dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, God, and she actually really wants people to have her money, though. Um, so th- this is definitely in line. You know, she's used a lot of first class tickets, uh, dined at high end restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, staying at uh, posh hotels, uh, in and out of town, uh, high uh, security detail. Kind of reminds me of Kwamika Patrick. You know, when he remember when he was mayor and he had a lot of that extra stuff going on. Um, she used. Uh, public employees tax dollars for her personal benefit so she she kind of means it when she says they better have her money so she she is definitely not only just dressing the part but according to what she's been uh i guess with their alleging uh, she certainly well, from is a about serious from a serious standpoint if i want somebody to have my money i'm serious i'm not playing rihanna like i'm i'm dead serious had my money for real and you said kwame kilpatrick you see what they ended up doing to kwame kilpatrick absolutely kwame kilpatrick got hit with 28 years in federal prison so, yes you can play with it if you want to exactly mm-hmm. all right well that is front page news thank you tez absolutely bye tez peace tez and make sure you subscribe to tesling figaro's podcast this great shot no chaser podcast on the black effect iheart radio podcast network and follow at tesling figaro on all social media platforms all the right hood whisperer is what mm-hmm. they call her now when we come <laughs> back mandela van peoples and mario van peoples will be joining us they got a new flick outlaw posse out march 1st 
And we're going to talk to them next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. We have Mario and Mandela Van Peebles. Welcome. Hey, man. Good to be here. How's it feeling? How y'all feeling? Good, man. It's a little cold, but we're happy to be here. Okay. I'm old enough to remember when it was uh, Melvin and Mario. Yeah. That was Mario yeah. and Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Wow. Yeah, wow. you know, it's interesting. The other day I looked up and I realized, I was telling Mandela this, my father gave me my first lines ever in a feature film. Wow. And then I gave him his last lines ever in a feature film. Wow. And I was like, this is a trippy circle. Like, how many people get that in their life? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I did Posse 30 years ago? 31 years ago. 31 years ago. Yeah, right. I didn't have kids. And, and, but I had my dad. And then this time when I did Outlaw Posse, I didn't have my dad, but I got Mandela. That's right. Wow. So I'm like the connective tissue. Absolutely. You know? So, so is, is uh, Outlaw Posse the unofficial sequel or official sequel it's to Posse? Not, no, it's it's a Western. Okay. It's just, you know, like Clint Eastwood did a bunch of spaghetti Westerns. It's a different Western. It's gotcha. not really. But it is a multi-culty, wild-ass group of cowboys and cowwomen, I guess mm-hmm. you would say, mm-hmm. uh, differently than before. So it's, you know, before we had, like, like an out- in Posse, we had Big Daddy Kane and... Tone and Woody Strode and the Hudlin Brothers and Blair Underwood and Sally Richardson and big cast. Mm-hmm. That's the, and this time we've got um, Cedric, we got DC Youngfly, we got Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. She didn't, I didn't cast Whoopi. Whoopi cast herself. Okay, talk like, to us about yeah, that. Like, had to I'm playing this role. Okay. I was shooting something for Riza, Wu Tang Clan, mm-hmm. American Saga, next door in Jersey to where Whoopi lives. So she came over like, what's all this racket? And then we met. <laughs> And I, she said, I've always wanted to do a Western. I said, I got this script I'm doing. And she said, Stagecoach Mary, Stagecoach Mary. And that's how that came about. Really? Wow. Yeah. And we just, it's one of those things where you meet someone like we meet you. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I want to do it. And then I'm really one of those guys. I will really call you up and mm-hmm. be like, okay, here's the dates. Let's go. And she's like, I'm there. Montana, what are we doing? Wow. What, what's the significance of Stagecoach Mary's inclusion in the film? Um, well, well, she is, you know, she has her own stagecoach line mm-hmm. that she ran up through Montana, had mm-hmm. a big old cigar and a big old shotgun. And in the movie, there comes a point where there's a scene where we go in to buy some dry goods. We've just had a bank robbery go wrong. All kinds of stuff is going wrong. So they, we go into to the dry goods store and Edward James almost comes out with his gun. He's like, what y'all here for? And we go in there, and when we come out, all the horses are gone. Mm. And we're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And he starts cracking up. We're like, why are you laughing, man? He's like, because the originals, they don't believe, the originals are the in- Indians. Mm-hmm. He said, they don't believe that God, that we have the right to own any of God's creatures. But before you get mad, my wife was born enslaved. Those same Native Americans set my wife free. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we lose all our horses, and we got to hitch a ride with none other than... There you go. Gotcha. I didn't give away too much, did I? That was a lot. That was a lot. lot. Movie's only nine minutes. (laughs) Now, now how was working with your dad? It's it's fun. Um, Obviously. I've been his son for a while now, so just doing it on camera. We don't. I don't know if he looks like. I don't know. He just followed me around, and asked for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but we we have we have a relationship that luckily we uh, we get to wear different hats, and this time we got to wear some cowboy hats and, and shoot some guns. And what's what's cool actually working with him at a work thing. Usually he's directing or acting, but this time he got to do both. Mm-hmm. And so he's directing and acting, and I'm also playing his son. So. Mm-hmm. 
pretty rare one when we work together. Yeah. Sometimes you're behind, I'm yeah. in front, or yeah. And, and, and it's, what's cool is that he can ride. He's, he's a cowboy. He can. He did all his own stunts. You not only when you're doing a, like because Outlaw Posse is a, a mean ass independent, so it's not like you're gonna see a lot of billboards or anything. Mm-hmm. It's more word of mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And we just won best feature at the uh, Pan African. Thank you. So when you do a, a feature like this, you really rely on people to do a lot of. It's not CGI. It's not AI. It's real guy. So when he rides in, not only does he have to, I have to get along with him, but with his horse. Because there's a lot of scenes where he's got to race in, and we do it in one shot. So he'll race in on his horse, and he got to save dad. You know what I mean? And and the thing about working with your son like this is we didn't have to fake the love. So when you look mm-hmm. at it on camera, like we clown and play together. Mm-hmm. We don't have to fake the love. And so the, so you're going in with people that really get it and know their roles, and that's that's fun. That all the actors know how to handle and ride horses? If or they didn't, like, like DC had to go to Cowboys. That was what I was going to ask yeah, you. Okay. DC's yeah, from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. And, right, no doubt. And I no don't know doubt. if he's, he was on a horse like yeah, that, like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he had to get on a horse. What do you mean? Just because he's from the <laughs> South, you think we rode horses? <laughs> no, you know, they have horses in Atlanta. He said, I know he was on a horse like no, that, like that. they have that. brothers out there that ride on Atlanta, yeah, and horses in Atlanta. But He was at the screening. And I asked him, how many times have you rode since? He was like, oh, I got a horse now. Oh, he does? He's got a horse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Cedric didn't have to ride. So Cedric's in there. Oh, and Alan Payne. Alan Payne can ride mm-hmm. from New Jack City, of mm-hmm. course. So mm-hmm. I was like calling up all my old connects. Come on out. Let's do it. And it was mad fun. You know, I, 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 we're seeing a lot more Westerns with black cast. What about that time period should black people be tapping into like what should we be learning from that time period well I think there was a, a big sense you know because it was after look one of the things that comes up is that uh, in 1863 up until then because we we do a scene with Whoopi on the stagecoach mm-hmm. and uh, she looks at him and she said boy you know you're lucky you're the first generation of black men that legally gets to have a black father mm-hmm. because until 1863 you couldn't have a black father legally the, the slave master made all the decisions for the kids you had nothing to do with it. In fact, mm-hmm. they sell your your ass somebody else, somewhere else. Wow. So she said, you know, so we've only wow. had since 1863 to get our father game on. Make it 1865 if you're in Texas, right? So we bring up some interesting points. I think one of the things we can learn from the Western is that there was still this sense of do for self. Yes, some of us were lucky enough to go across the country in covered wagons. Other of us had to wrap some canvas around our feet and walk. You know what I mean? Why did you decide a, a major movie as opposed to a Netflix or a streaming service? Because I like sit. Here's the thing. When you watch TV, TV is small and man is big. When you watch a movie, man is small. Movie is big. And I like I like to sit up. There. Plus, when you watch a movie, you paid some money to sit in the movie. You put your devices down. You put your toys down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You pick your popcorn up. Mm-hmm. And if the movie doesn't suck, you stay right in there and you get into it. Mm-hmm. And you're engaged in it. I love that. It is very hard to experience. watch movies at home. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we think that's a good thing. Like, because right. you're just too distracted. Well, you know, and plus, I'm the kind of dude, I'd be like, I'll be, shut up, shut up. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a comedy, then I like to go see it right straight in the hood. We live right right good in the hood, so mm-hmm. I'll go right down there and say, okay, I know. Well, you, you talk about allyship. I wonder how does the allyship of Stagecoach Mary <laughs> contribute to the development of, of, of Chief and other characters? Right. Well, see, well, f- there was a lot of issues, right? One was that one of her rules was, you're going to ride on my Stagecoach, you got to stow your weapon. Mm. So that was all already dealing with, you know, Western. We lost our horse at a certain point. We got to get him back. And I got to stole my weapon. It's like, wait a minute, that's some Second Amendment type mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, well, you want to be on my stagecoach. Mary's stagecoach, Mary's rules, you know. And and then she asked me, she says, do you remember your dad, your pop? After she talks to him. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, yeah, man, he t- they, they, they hung him for trying to teach me to read. And then they told me to call some old white priest father and the slave owner master. And they said, by law, I had to take the master's last name. So I knew what all them bullshit laws. I was going to grow up to be an outlaw for sure. So there's a lot of knowledge that mm-hmm. Whoopi drops that, mm-hmm. that sort of prompts you. You go, you think about stuff and you go, wow, that white folks need to hear too. Black folks need to hear. But we go, wow, that makes total sense. You know, when you lay it out like that, it's like, remember the beginning of Posse? In the beginning of Posse, Woody Strode, who was the first brother I saw in a Western that didn't shuffle. Woody Strode says, history's a funny thing. Mm. They got us thinking Columbus discovered America. But there was already people here. Mm -hmm. That's like me putting my flag on your car and saying, get out your car. I'm going to call you evil red savage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when you look, when you break down the the whole origin story of this country, you really see it's a really all-inclusive story. And it's still a wonderful country. It's still. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. We've got all this crazy potential. There's a lot. So, I'm again, the, the, the character towards the end says, I'm fighting for the America we can be, not just the America we've been. Mm-hmm. All right, we got more with Mario and Mandela Van Peebles. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Mario and Mandela Van Peebles. Charlemagne? I love the quote uh, in the film, Angel says the Willis, that religion is the story we tell ourselves about the future. Right. History is the story we tell about the past, and it's told by those in power. Right. Expound on that. Yeah, man. Well, if, thank you for noticing that. That was something, I wrote that line with Melvin in my head. Mm-hmm. My daddy used to say, history's a book written by the winner. Mm. Right. And so once you understand that, you go, oh, so they're telling you a history that sets up how they want you to be. You know, Franz Fanon says the best colonizers always left behind the churches and the schools so that they could socialize the oppressed to the oppressor's point of view. Mm. And that one good priest could do the work of a hundred soldiers. So the thing is, you got to read to learn. I mean, you got to learn to read, but then you got to read to learn. And when you really start to read your own books and you read mm-hmm. the biography of Malcolm and you read the history of Ethiopia and you understand how they do, they beat back the Italians and were never colonized. We don't learn about that history. Mm-hmm. You know, the Battle of Adwa, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, and you learn about the West and you go, oh, wow, you mean... Jack Johnson then went off. You got a white wife, and him and his white wife opened up a club called Black and Tan where folks of all colors were welcome. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know that. I mean, you just learn so much, and when you learn it, you can't help but go, wow, we were here. We were doing our thing. That's right. So lines like that where you say it's a book written by the winner, we really all can be winners. It doesn't have to be replacement. Like, okay, if if, if you, you win and then I'm naturally losing. That's not correct. We can actually win together, you know, and actually tell the white people that right. (laughs) And I got white people in my family for Mm -hmm. real. I got white gay. I even got a Trumper in my family. So I got to love with open arms. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why even in New Jack City, man, I mix it up. I paint with all the colors when I make a movie. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make reactionary film. 
or do unto them like they've done unto us. I want to do unto them as I'd like them to do unto us, mm-hmm. but also do unto them in a real way. Mm-hmm. M- Mario, for you, how, how important is it to continue the filmmaking lineage within your family by having your son in the film? Well, you know, I remember a certain point my dad and I, I had I'd done a New Jack City and then I did Posse and the, and the movies were doing well. And Hollywood was sort of saying, what do you want to do next? When I went to do Posse after New Jack, the critics came after me and they said, oh, he's trying to make old Jack City. <laughs> boys in the hood, boys in the saddle. <laughs> um, until they saw the movie. And then my dad said, what do you want to do next? I said, man, I want to do that because he had written a book on the Black Panthers. I said, I want to turn your book on the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense into a movie. And he said, they're not going to let us. Hollywood ain't ready for that. And we went to Hollywood to do it. He was right. And we had to get the funding independently. Mm-hmm. Because what they wanted, this was the craziest. They wanted one of the lead Black Panthers to be white. What? Oh, my God. And they said, yeah, man, look, Dances with Wolves is not going to star a Native American. You know, Rocky is not going to star, you know, a brother. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just at that point. You know, so I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. You, the dominant culture has to see itself reflected in film in a dominant way, and you'll be the exotic backdrop. So we didn't do it. And we had to put the funding together a different way. But when we did that, uh, and I directed it and produced it, and my dad wrote it and produced it. Uh, and we didn't always agree, but, you know, which it fell into his domain, I went his way, it fell into mine, we went my way. He turned to me and he said, man, I love you, I like you, and I, and I admire that you're courageous because we're doing stuff that we know is going to be controversial because what we showed with Panther was kind of the prequel to New Jack City, was that it's not an accident that you can get drugs in almost every minority community in America. And guns. And guns. Guns of that and, level. And, and guns are not made in that community. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't make Uzis in the hood. We don't grow poppy fields in the hood. So how does it get there on a daily basis? And the minute you follow the money, it leaves black hands, brown hands, very quickly. And you realize, wow, they want us to be medicated. And that to a certain degree, that represents a self-cleaning oven. So when we do that kind of film, you're like, whoa. And now Panther is a really hard movie to find. Like you, you, That's the one movie I made that it's like you can't find that movie. It don't even come up when you Google. Or maybe I was tripping. I yeah. Googled just your films. Yeah. And I was Not like, I know he either. did Panther. Yeah. But they don't come no, up. No, man. It's it like that. They, they, there was a, a right-wing organization that took out ads against it. It was like... They didn't want to. They don't want you to think about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You just stay in the hood, bopping your head, and you know, doing that, and don't think about why are the drugs here. You know, that's that's Malcolm stuff. So what happened was, Dad wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. First of all, he, Melvin wanted to be a tennis player, but he mm-hmm. sucked at tennis. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't good at. It. So he said, "All right, I want to be a writer." But then he said, "He said he got out of writing to direct film, make film." I said, "Why, Daddy?" He said, "Because folks weren't reading books enough; they were watching movies." So if in the future they go to some other medium and you want to reach the people, you want to reach the folks that are going to get out there and vote and change what tomorrow looks like, then maybe we have to move mediums. So it's not so important what the vehicle is, mm-hmm. but what is important is being a griot, telling our stories wow. that, that mm-hmm. set us free, that, that make us go. And let me just say, you know, we're not really in the, in the business of brain surgery, but when apartheid fell, there were two favorite shows they were watching. Miami Vice with a white leading man and a black leading man. And the Cosby Show. And I'm not talking about the man. I don't want to litigate that. I'm talking about the phenomenon of the show. Of course. Mm-hmm. 20 years before they were the Obamas. You know the Cosby. It was the Huxtables. Huxtables, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, man. I like reading reviews. You know, it's interesting. How, when you see critics, they say the film struggles with effectively managing the shifts between comedy and a more serious tone. And when I read that, I'm like, well, they don't know what it is to be black now. 
Right. Well, <laughs> well, here's the other thing. Our here's life is the dramedy. That's how we survive, too. Mm-hmm. Someone asked my daddy once, my dad all these answers. He said, he said, he said, how come you move so fast? He, cause he said, well, they killed all the slow ones. Daddy, why didn't they get to the top? They didn't let me in at the bottom. <laughs> you know? but, but, that's, but that's real in that the people that live the longest, centurions, people over 100, have three things in common. The first is sense of humor. We got all these great black comedians. Why? Great Jewish comedians. Why? Because we both people went through trauma. trauma. Yeah. You go through trauma, you you either die or you laugh, That's or right. you and you and then hopefully you laugh and then you get up and make changes. I'm not saying I'm gonna be laughing. I'm still gonna get my ass up and make a movie that says something. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and that because we believe is you know the three loves. What are the three loves, son? Love what you do. Love who you do it with. And love what you say with it. There you go. Damn, mm-hmm. I'm good. And if those three chakras line up, mm-hmm. then you're rich no matter what the paycheck is. Right. I was in. I was with Dad on 56th Street. We're walking down the street, and this brother came up to us. He had long silver dreads, and he said, "Came up behind us. He said, Excuse me, Mr. Van Peebles. I have to say, I love your work.'" And we both turned around. We mm-hmm. didn't know who he was talking to. And he said, "I am talking to both of y'all. I'm a fan, but I'm not a groupie. I have to let you know. Sometimes I go to the movies and I'm entertained. That's a good thing." Sometimes I go to the movies and I learn something new. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I go to the movies and I come out proud to be a man of color. And that's a great thing. And with your movies, I get all three. Wow. All right, keep it locked. We got more with Mario and Mandela Van Peoples. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. We're still kicking it with Mario and Mandela Van Peoples. Outlaw Posse, their new flick is out March 1st. Charlamagne? How, how has the loss of your father impacted you personally and professionally? You know what? What I miss is our conversation. Mm-hmm. Because towards the end he had Alzheimer's and he was starting to fade. I could we could sing songs together because that goes into a different part of the brain. Right. You know when you learn music, I could hold his hand. He could see. He could know who I was. Mm-hmm. But I miss I miss our conversations. Like conversations like this for mm-hmm. real. Like where you can. And that's why I could be here all day talking. He'd be like, "You have to get me out of here" because he'd be like, "This talks too much." Mm-hmm. But I miss having those good in-depth conversations. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, something to go back to the movie that I wanted the movie to do was to have conversations with America that America's afraid to have with itself. We're afraid to look at stuff and laugh and go, oh, wow, I never looked at it that way. Mm -hmm. And do that collectively in a room with people that don't vote like you, think like you, act like you. That's important. If everyone around you looks and thinks like you, life will get boring. That's right. You know what I mean? You got to challenge yourself. That's you know right. what I mean? So I miss that because Melvin, dude, I'll tell you what I miss. This is one thing I miss. So dad had done Sweetback and he risked everything. All of our little family savings. I mean, everything. And then the movie blew up and he invited me and my sister out to LA to go to a party. And I was about 14. My sister was 13. We had like Af- beautiful afros. We, we look like the Jacksons again. Mm-hmm. I'll go back mm-hmm. to that. And she had red hair. So we go to this party, and it's a bat mitzvah. Now, we didn't know what the ba- what a bat mitzvah was. Mm-hmm. And it was my, my dad's agent had this thing. So we go there, and there are all these kids, mostly Jewish kids, standing around the dance floor, all shy, not wanting to dance, being a little timid. They had a DJ. They had a band. But nobody dancing. So me and my sister like, this is a party? Oh, they they, they don't know. Right? And the floor would light up if you stepped on it. We're like, oh. We, so we went out there like we were on Soul Train. We were tearing it up. They all started applauding us, and they came around and applauded. And my sister, my, my sister and I were dancing, and my dad watching. And you never know what Melvin Van Peebles was going to think. And he signaled us over. And I said, I don't know what this guy's about to say. We followed him into their library. This family had a McMansion, big old library. It looked like something out of Beauty and the Beast. And Daddy 
took his cigar out and he said, uh, you know, <laughs> I love y'all. Y'all are beautiful. And you dance like you're on Soul Train. But I feel sorry for you because you're going to miss out on half of life. What? And he said, yeah, man. He said, listen, we got to love two things about people. You got to love who they are, but you also got to love who you are when you're with them. Mm. Right? Mm. And the way you're dancing on that floor, it's not inviting other people to dance with you. In fact, it's intimidating. It almost looks like a challenge. Like if they don't know the latest steps, don't have the perfect this or that, don't even bother coming out on the dance floor. Mm. So you're never going to know what that tall Jewish brother is thinking right there. And I mean, he's been to Auschwitz. And I said, Auschwitz what? He said, exactly. You don't know. You're not going to know what that little Asian girl's thinking. You're not going to know. You're going to miss out on half of life because you're not bringing out the beauty in others. And then he dropped the mic. I was like, wow. Me and my sister went back on the dance floor. I got the girl up. She got the old dude up. We got people involved. By the time we left, we had everyone up dancing, hanging out, having fun. And one of those guys at that party later on wound up funding one of my movies when I became an adult. Wow. Wow. And he said, good good allies come in all colors. Mm -hmm. You know, the the lesson was don't leave love on the table. Mm -hmm. Someone may not look like you or vote like you. Your strength is diversity. Get out there and listen to what other people are doing. And sometimes you may learn something. You may go, oh, you know what? Let me try that. Let me try his workout or her workout. What's she doing? I need to know what they're doing. So he was such a curious, he had an intellectual curiosity that I miss. A lot of people, we're we're happy if we we just watch our own show with our own news facts and we just want to see stuff that confirms what we already think. Right. But the strength is, did you learn a new word today? Man, I agree so much, man. That's why I was even when when I when I brought up the New Jack City reference on on uh, with Jonathan Carter. That's what I was in refer- reference to because I was saying how the vice president needs to go mix it up on Fox News, right? The way Obama totally. used to go sit down Absolutely. with O'Reilly, like, dude. I want to do that with this one. I was like, yeah. you know, put me on Fox News. Let me get right. them. They see westerns. Mm-hmm. Listen, somebody came up to me from Fox News once. I think it was a, it was a right wing radio station. It was after nine eleven, and I was with my kids, and they were like, "What do you think of nine 11 I said, "Well, listen, first of all." Well, he said, what do you black people think of 9-11? I said, dude, I can only answer for me. I don't represent black people. I can only represent my own crazy idea. But let me just say this. If you have children and my eldest daughter says, I'm going to hit my brother because he hit me. My first question as a thinking father would be, did you do anything that might make your brother want to hit you? Mm-hmm. Before I condone you're hitting him back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before you get into a military stance with your brother. Did he? Did you do anything to him that might provoke him? Hey, why'd he hit you? Right? That's a simple that, that, and that's a Republican or Democrat. And I said, we got hit in 9-11. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we framed it as not patriotic to ever ask the question, is there anything being done abroad that might make folks want to hit us? Mm. And the minute you look at that, the minute you go, oh, wow. Why is this going down over here? Why is that? And you have to look at it. You go, oh, there's usually something to it. Mm-hmm. It's not just people just hate you randomly. You know, it's like you got to kind of look at what's going on. And when you look around, like that thing I was telling you about Cartagena, where they say, yeah, we'll take you. You just have to take our Coca-Cola and our gods and our this and our that. And then you can have your freedom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think what I what I miss is Melvin's intellectual curiosity. And it, and that was a lot of that came through travel, seeing how if you travel around people that you will see, oh, wow, they're doing the same thing we do. Or they do, they look at it a different way. And you learn a lot when you travel. So part of it is like, and this dude is always traveling. He's been there. That's, he was t- he was teaching in Africa, man, and wow. when he was a kid, got bit by a lion, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I got. I just one. My last question. Good questions, by the way, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah. New Jack City. Yes, sir. 
You traumatized me for a long time. <laughs> Why did the light skinned brother have to get stabbed in the hand? <laughs> I loved it. This was, a, this was a question that Will Smith brought up. Why did the light skinned <laughs> brother? You, you traumatized me for a long time. I never did like you anyway. <laughs> One of the greatest scenes in cinema history. <laughs> you know what? When I make a film, I want to just let it rip. And there were scenes with Wesley, for real, Wesley and Alan Payne. And Alan Payne's in Outlaw Posse. Mm -hmm. And there were scenes, because we laughed and talked about it, where they just did their thing. And I had the good sense as a director to get the hell out the way, no ego, and go, man, they got magic. Let me just film the magic. You know what I mean? Uh, and there was just moments that Wesley would do stuff and we like, oh, that just works. It'd be killing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I still look back at when I watch that movie and think, man, that's one of his baddest roles, man. Mm -hmm. he, he tore it up. He really inhabited the role. I mean, yeah, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Traumatizing. I mean, uh, yeah, and, and, and I'm not going to say nothing, but you'll see some reference to that. <laughs> I'm just thinking Yeah, I know that. you will. I know would you will. you ever reboot I always that? thought you and Alan was related. Right. All light skin people ain't related, man. Man, I don't even look at them as light skin, but I thought, thought y'all was related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting because there's a reason for that too. In Outlaw Posse, okay. <laughs> all okay. roads lead back to it. I'm not okay. Gonna, so, so yeah. And Alan has a great vibe. Like we we hang now during the, you know, it's like you. Well, the good thing is like the guy that's the same at 20 as he is as 40 didn't grow much, and so the more we grow as man, the more we've gotten closer. And going, man, they you saw this, and I, and I can see that. And, and Alan's so smart and thoughtful, and he's good in this movie. Man, he did some stuff in this movie that's wild. So I'd be proud to be. I, I'm I'm his cinematic brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Word. All right. Well, we appreciate you, brothers, for joining us. Outlaw Posse is out March first. Yeah, that's man. right. Mario and it, Mandela Van Peebles. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that again because we're an independent film. You're not gonna see huge billboards everywhere. It's word of mouth, so that's right. people can. Go on my Instagram, Mario Van Peebles. I'm easy to find, or you know, and 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 see it. But it's gonna be March first, but it won't be at every theater. So you got to okay. go out and make it happen. All right, you know what I mean. Check well, your local listings. That's right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to Jess. Vic oh, Jess with the mess. Yeah. Baby, news is real. News is real. Jess Hilarious, Jess the Robin Hood. Jess don't do no lies. Jess is gonna bring numbers. Jess with the mess. I'm the Breakfast Club. I know they know the difference. All right, Offset and Courage's Cardi to drop a new album. So Offset showed his support for his wife, Cardi's music, on Instagram. He posted a muted video on his story, I guess, where he bumped into the music. And he said, that ish is hard, basically. So um, he's bobbing and making a stank face. And then he captioned, stop being scary. Drop the album. This S go crazy. Right? But I, I remember... Cardi being up here and, and we did her interview uh, at the end of last year and she was saying this when she was up here about her album. And you got an album dropping next year? Yeah. What quarter, Barty? <laughs> what season? I'm really <laughs> looking for first quarter. You think so? Mm -hmm. How you gonna narrow it down? How many records you think you got? I wanna narrow it down to at least like 18, 20. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Are you are you are you there? Are you close? Hey yo, you shut close? up! <laughs> spring summer. You don't have to drop a second album though. You don't have to put out an album. But I have she wants it. To go yeah, she do, I have it. She do. Yeah, I think she do. Got to put out an album. Honestly, mm -hmm. as a Cardi fan, she been too quiet, and she, you know, she been chilling. She also did say in the interview um, with us uh, last year, she said that it is 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 pressure and she mm -hmm. you know and it's a lot especially with everything sounding the same and sometimes it's hard picking and choosing like with beats and stuff like that so um 
she has been quiet for a while, so I hope I hope that she does drop soon. I don't know what Cardi waiting on. I mean, it's been what since six years since the debut album, but yeah. I, I I still don't feel like she has to put out a second album. I, I do. She's been putting yeah. out singles. She's been putting out features. Lauren Hill ain't gave y'all a second album in fifty years. Well, that's Lauren Hill. Yeah, but, that's, that's but Cardi, it's different day, I different think, age. Is it really? Yeah. Ca- I think so. Cardi been one of the biggest stars out for six years. And still, and still, and she still, still is. is. Cardi but wants to do. She wants to go on tour. Singles. She yeah. wants to put out that project. I think she does. Yeah, I think she, she can does. do it now. She wants to put out some more music. She, she, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about Offset saying, "Stop being scary." Like Jesus, come on, husband. I don't, I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind the public pressure. Jesus. Because because the public pressure does two things. Number one, it, it gives you you know encouragement to do it, but also yeah. it, it does this. It got us talking about it does Cardi's yeah. second album and got people talking about Cardi's second album. But I think that's what she's fearful. I think she's fearful yeah. of the criticism. I, I think it's she's fearful of, of how it's gonna be received. Yeah. It's, they gonna hate regardless. But, but Doja Cat gonna be doing more mocking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. But I think yeah. Body puts out dope records throughout yeah. the year, so I think it's 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 time. Time, girl. All right, Lamar Odom comments on the Kardashian curse. Lamar Odom was recently on Big Boy's network. Shout out to Big Boy. And uh, he was married to Khloe Kardashian. This is something interesting I didn't know. They got married um, a month after they met each other. Now, I don't watch their show um, the too Kardashian. much. So, yeah, the, uh, mm-hmm. Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I, 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 I used to watch it back in the day, but then I fell off of it. Um, but, yeah, they were married immediately after they met at a Raw Not Test party. But that's what he said in the uh, podcast. Is right. there a Kardashian curse? I don't think so. Same. I don't think so. If you, if if the my if, ratings if the, would have been a lot better if you would have said yes. No, if the, <laughs> no, no, no. If the curse is strength, right, and financial abundance and family strength, then yeah, they curse. And you know what I love about them, man, is that they're a tight family they're a unit. And- hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up... (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm going to keep it real with you. I've been saying this the whole damn tour. I think I think every American family could learn from that family. Mm-hmm. If you think about... They love each other? Yeah, their tragedies and their family, mm-hmm. or their, their down times and their family, and how they overcame all that. If you can't look up to that as a family, then you lost. Yeah, well, I mean, he has been vouching and saying that for a long time, but I just can't get over how Chloe said on a recent episode that Lamar will always be remembered as a drug user. So I wouldn't be. Yeah, what? she she said that. That ain't no allegedly that you can pull that up anywhere. Yeah, she said that when when her and Kim were talking, Kim was going through some things about Ye, uh, with Ye, and she was talking to her sister, and that's what Chloe said. I'm like, dang, you just gonna reduce him to a junkie? That's nah. all we gonna do? So yeah, I I mean, but he has all the grace in the world for her, and and then I still think a part of him still didn't get over her and wants her back. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I shout out to him for that, man. And yeah, don't nobody look at Lamar as no junkie. Yeah, you I look that's at Lamar as yeah. A, 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 NBA champion, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'm not like yeah, when you when you think of like the poster child for junkies. Lamar Odom don't come to mind. No, not nah. at all. And I just I was so pissed. Nah. Where like, dang, you married him. Like you married him, and this is what you feel like he'll be forever 
<laughs> like you scout mm-hmm. through basketball play and you feel like this is what he'll be remembered as. Yeah, that's whack. So yeah, it was very much whack. Uh, Tiffany Haddish receives backlash for a live video. So she was on a flight and um, a fan asked if she was going to Israel for vacation um, because that's where she was going. And she said, she responded and said, no, nah, she was going for a history lesson. This is her audio. On my way to Israel. I'm going to go meet my future man out there. I'm out going to the Holy Land. I might come back and look Jewish baby. I know a lot of stuff on social media be not true because I see stuff people say about me and I live my life. I'm living my life and I'm like, that's not what I said. That's not true. So before I get to speaking on stuff, because I've heard from people that live there on both sides of the gate, now I'm going to go see I don't even have to look at social media to know she got backlash for that. Oh, my God. Real sure. crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, a couple comments from social media users. Really, Tiff? Wow, there's so much I could say, but damn, this is heartbreaking. You are not uh, a safe space, and your instincts are inherently flawed and dangerous, and this one... Uh, is one I saw too. This situation is heart-wrenching, resembling a scene from a horror movie with the tragic killing of thousands of Palestinians. uh, Amidst this, she approaches the trip as leisurely paid vacation, which I find utterly disheartening. But um, we do do know for people who met her, uh, read her book and know her story, Tiffany embraced the Jewish religion after meeting her father because she was raised by a mom, but her dad is a a Eritrean or Eritrean Eritrean yeah and Tiffany, I don't know if I pronounced that right but I'm pretty sure it's Eritrean okay well if you don't know don't say it um, and it she she had a bar mitzvah for her 40th birthday so maybe she's trolling and maybe she is going over there to, to you know delve mm-hmm. into her Jewish uh, community or you know inheritance or whatever that is you know what I'm saying it could be but a lot of people feels like it was ignorant and dumb for her to, the, the the live is 13 minutes long uh, heritage and, and background heritage yeah heritage mm-hmm. and background thank you um, and then some people say does she even have brain cells I'd love to know so like she said she see people talking about her all the time and, and mm-hmm. maybe this is her way of keeping people talking about her but I mean if she just was like a newly founded Jew then maybe is it doesn't hurt to go over there to see I guess what, now, what the heart is Okay. Bat, bat I don't think I think bat mitzvah. For, it, yeah, for, I think it's bat. It's bat. Yeah, I'm sorry. B a t bat mitzvah. She. Had I went to one of the mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. Okay. This was when she. I think she had turned forty. Okay. Was yeah. she given? It was given. I don't know. Oh, okay. Given what? I don't know. Was was it given bat mitzvah? Like that's your first <laughs> one you ever. Know. Okay. It was fun. It was cool. It was yeah, cool. It was cool. It was cool All to right. watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Tiffany, we, we ain't, we ain't, she ain't as dumb as I, you know, as people think she is. I, she knows she's very well aware of what's going on. Um, then it looked like she was going over there by herself. So, I mean, she could be going over there to meet family. She says she know people that's over there and stuff like that. So we'll see. She said she don't just repeat. She can see, she'll see a lot of stuff online, but she can go over there and she's going to come back with a report of what's actually going on. So I guess we'll await for that. And nothing wrong with educating yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and experience is the best education. Right. So mm-hmm. she's going over there. Maybe she ain't had to do the live, but she's going over there. So we'll That's see. the thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you invite people into your space yeah. to judge you and criticize mm-hmm. you. Just yeah. go on your journey yeah. by yourself. You don't got to show people. You don't got to tell people what mm-hmm. you're doing. Like, just go do it. That's the issue. I agree. All right. Well, and I'm going to leave y'all with this real quick. Beyonce just became the first black woman artist with the number one country song. Today. Yes. Come, Come on, on now. Yes. That's Come right. on now. Absolutely. My black country. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, and that is a great segue in the donkey today because <laughs> I need John Snyder to come through the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. He's not too happy. He's not too happy about mm. Beyonce taking over the country charts. But we're going to discuss. <laughs> All right. We'll get to that next. We got Beyonce's record up. Can, can you pull it up right fast?
We got to do we that. Might, might, might number one. one. We got to play a record. Might as well play that since we're talking about it. Number one country chart. Number two overall in the country, too. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. That Behind beehive. that goddamn white man with that whip and chain. Jack Harlow. <laughs> right. For we real. need a new number one. <laughs> you got it? It's at 30 seconds. 30. Hey, yo. And then Young Miami said, put me on a remix. Oh, yeah. The, um, <laughs> she All right. Donkey the Day's up next, y'all. Let's go. You're checking out The Breakfast Club. Donkey up the Day's Damn, the hee haw yeah. It's time for Donkey oh, yeah. Yeah. I ain't trying to be Donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I'm not making these people do these things. Called Donkey of the Day, and it really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne. Who got the Donkey of the Day today? Well, just hilarious. Uh, donkey today for Wednesday, February 21st goes to John Snyder. Uh, we was off Monday, so I couldn't get to this sooner, but it's only Wednesday. And in light of some recent developments, it's not too late to give John Snyder the credit he deserves for being stupid. Now, John played Bo on the Dukes of Hazard. If you was born in the 1970s like me, then you remember Dukes of Hazard. Uh, and it's amazing to me, sidebar, it's amazing to me that Donald Trump has not pulled up to a rally in the General Lee card. Yet. Mm. It's perfect for him. It's orange like his complexion. It has the Confederate flag on the side. And it was named after the most famous Confederate general. Okay, if you are the leader of the party of the Confederacy like Trump, you got to have the car of the Confederacy. If he pulled up to a rally in the, in, in the General Lee, MAGA would lose it. But that's not why we're here today. We are here to discuss John Snyder and these comments he made about Beyonce and her foray into country music. Now, John Snyder sat down for an interview with uh, One American News Network, and it's safe to say he doesn't agree with Beyonce jumping into country music. Let's listen. The lefties in the entertainment industry just won't leave any area alone, right? They just have to seize control over every aspect, don't they? They've got to uh, they've got to make their mark just like a dog in a uh, in a dog walk park. You know, every dog has to mark every tree yeah. right so that's mm-hmm. what's going on here what does what does what party you belong to have to do with this and, <laughs> and john how you turn the boss hog on beyonce you know boss hog was forever angry with the dukes because they used to foil all his schemes are you going to be forever mad at beyonce because she's about to dominate country music for a little while see john doesn't like entertainers claiming country music is their own no john you don't like black entertainers claiming country music is their own which i haven't heard beyonce do but even if she did john i think you should know that so much of what people love about country music comes from black people okay the first string bands in this country were uh you know enslaved people that's a fact okay i know we live in a country that doesn't like teaching the truth about its history but newsflash america and everyone around the world listening to my voice i'm about to tell y'all something that most people who read just a little bit know most popular music genres were started by black people okay country music in the u.s began with black people i know i know Charlemagne, you make everything about race no i make everything about history all right the history that this country keeps trying to erase all right the story of country music began with the banjo Okay, the modern day banjo is a descendant of a West African instrument made from gourds called the Akon Ting. Yes, Akon Ting. Okay, think about Akon and think about him <laughs> drinking a ting, and that's how you pronounce it. I'm saying Akon Ting. Okay, okay? Akon Ting. Just, just think about Akon mm-hmm. and think about Akon drinking a ting. Mm hmm. And that's how you pronounce it, a conting. Okay. Okay? okay. Now, when enslaved humans were taken from Africa to America, their instruments came with them, right? For 400 years, enslaved people created their own music, all with roots in African music. In the 1840s, the banjo was seen as an exclusively black instrument. It was unheard of for a white person to play the banjo. 
Okay? Must I continue? All right. In the 1850s, minstrel shows became popular. All right? Minstrel shows introduced the banjo to white audiences, and then like most things, white people appropriated it and started playing the banjo. So the minstrel shows unintentionally laid the groundwork, the foundation, if you will, for hillbilly music, and hillbilly music would later be renamed country, which became the music of the South. Now, you Caucasians, don't get mad at me. Okay, for telling you about history. I'm not making any of this up. Okay, so John, you can't say Beyonce is trying to make her mark in country music. Her ancestors already did that. All right, not to mention Charlie Pride. Okay, <laughs> Tina Turner. Why are we acting like Tina Turner didn't have country music moments? I know she's known as the queen of rock and roll, but Tina from Tennessee. Her first album was called Tina Turns the Country On. She was covering Dolly Parton songs. <laughs> All right, the great Ray Charles. Big country music. Okay, Ray Charles is in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Not to mention South Carolina's own Darius Rucker. Uh, Kane Brown. We met Kane Brown last year at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Mm -hmm. It's so many black country singers. And it's amazing to me that, you know, the Post Malones and Lena Del Rey's, when they dipping their pink toes in country music, nobody says anything. As soon as Beyonce starts wiggling her brown feet, okay, and what people like John Snyder want to be a segregated pool, all hell breaks loose, okay? Well, let me tell you something about God. Okay, God will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. See, we all should welcome the criticism. We all should welcome the hate. We should all welcome the naysayers because in 2024, these algorithms don't know the difference. So when you have someone who is as beloved as Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter, and they debut music at the Super Bowl, the most watched television event in American history, when you are already that kind of superstar and you debut music in front of an audience of over 200 million and the people who love you run to listen and the people who hate you run to listen and the people who love you are talking about your music and the people like John Snyder who want to hate you are talking about your music all of that makes for a perfect storm that causes you to become the first black woman to top Billboard's country songs chart with Texas Hold'em yes Beyonce has become the first black woman to top Billboard's hot country songs chart after her track Texas Hold'em debuted at number one drop one of clues bombs for Beyonce Red that's why in this era if you don't like something it's best not to speak on it, okay? Because when you speak on it, whether you mean to or not, you are propelling the success of that something because the algorithm don't know the difference between love and hate. I wish today Beyonce would post, thank you for making me the first black woman to top Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart. And to my critics, your doubt fuels me. Your hate drives me. Your ignorance challenges me. You inspire me, okay? Thank you, John and everybody in country music who thinks like you. Please let Chelsea Handler give John Snyder the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. Mm. Now, I want to <laughs> tell you about another black woman who is a history maker. She is the first black woman to have a number one hit on the country charts. Her name is Alice Randall. She is a professor at Vanderbilt, and on April 9th, she has a book coming out that I am holding in my hand. This is the uh, Advanced Reader's Edition. It's called My Black Country, A Journey Through Country Music's Black Past, Present, and Future. This is the next release off my book in print, Black Privilege Publishing, with Simon & Schuster. So if you want a quick history lesson on black people and country music, this is the book for you, My Black Country, by Alice Randall. Thank you. Go pre-order now, wherever you buy books. All right. Yes. Well, salute to those black queens. Yes, indeed. And thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Now, let's uh, move over to uh, another black woman. Her name is Jasmine Moss. Now, Jasmine was charged with child neglect. She's been trending the last couple of days. Now, the reason she's trending is she's a mother and she has her own business. It's called, uh, I guess, a wax place where she actually waxes other women. It's called Jiffy Pube. 
don't know. <laughs> you go there and get your little quick little wax. I don't mm-hmm. know. If, I don't know if it's called Jiffy. Pew. It ain't Jiffy Pew. I don't know if it's called Jiffy Pew. But mm. this is why she was arrested. A mother is in jail after police say her daughter helped to wax clients at a waxing studio. Texas, Memphis holy. police say that child was only five years old. Investigators charged Jasmine Moss with child neglect. Police say last week they got several calls about disturbing images involving a young girl on social media. Memphis police say those images were on Moss's Instagram, which she uses to promote her hair removal services. She claims on the post her daughter waxed 24 clients for more than eight hours making more than $700. Moss is now charged with child abuse and neglect, and she is expected in court tomorrow. Well, let's open up the phone lines and let's discuss. 800-585-1051. What do you think of the situation? Do you believe this mom had any ill intentions, or was it one of those things as the mom was doing her job at home and the daughter was there and and wanted to see what mom was doing and learn what mom was doing? First of all, who the hell going to let a five-year-old wax them? Let's discuss. If a five-year-old walked in the room just and was about to wax you, what would Mm -hmm. you do? Wouldn't you think something's wrong? You know, I would get up immediately. Exactly. Like, I'm sure mother, the I'm know? sure the five year old wasn't doing it on her own. I'm sure the mom was doing it. I don't and maybe, care. And maybe yeah. the daughter was just like, let me let me try, mom. But let's yeah. let's discuss. The picture I saw, she was in front of some big white legs, and them white legs were spread open. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the smells came through. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody was some reason. Wash before waxing, and and yeah, like I I I understand. I I however I don't think jail time is is proper. I, I mean for this, I I'm gonna be honest with you. Nah, I don't think to put her in jail, but that is stupid, wrong. Um, yeah, but not well, don't send her to jail. Let's discuss when we come back. 800-585-1051. Yeah. I see some people looking at it like she wanted to do what her mom is doing. Her mom is working at home and she's learning the craft. You only want to do what your mother do if you show her why she even know what waxing is at five. You get what I'm saying? Well, let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about something that was trending online yesterday. A woman that has her own wax business and her daughter uh, joined in. Her daughter is five years old. And here's the news report. A mother is in jail after police say her daughter helped to wax clients at a waxing studio. Memphis police say that child was only five years old. Investigators charged Jasmine Moss with child neglect. Police say last week they got several calls about disturbing images involving a young girl on social media. Memphis police say those images were on Moss's Instagram, which she uses to promote her hair removal services. She claims on the post her daughter waxed 24 clients for more than eight hours, making more than $700. Moss is now charged with child abuse and neglect, and she is expected in court tomorrow. So we're asking 800-585-1051, what are your thoughts? She getting Jess? charged? Yeah, she is getting charged. She was arrested. I think that's crazy. Um, um, I mean, I, I do. I think it's crazy um, that, that she's being sent to jail. So what's going on with the little girl? Child Protective Services, what's going on? Uh, they haven't said what's going on with the girl, but the mother was arrested. Mm. Well, I can see why the mother was arrested. Because the girl is five. Yeah. And, you know, this yep. is against the law because it violates the child labor laws in this country. Yeah. She's not 16. Mm-hmm. And you can't work in hazardous environments under the age of 18. Hazardous? 
waxing random vaginas, <laughs> especially in the spring and summer, that could be considered hazardous. Uh, okay. It probably it could, it could be considered so, stinky so, for yeah. sure, and definitely still hazardous. I mean, it's hot wax. I get yeah. it. It's all of that. Um, Discharge. I don't what all of that. Yeah, it's all of that. Her teaching a baby girl about it so early. It's crazy. I still don't think she should go to jail. I, like I said, I don't know what else could have happened. Right. But jail is a little harsh. Well, she's only going to jail because the girl is five. Well, like, yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a violation of child labor laws in America. Like, period. Like, we always, you always hear people have these conversations about, oh, they got little kids, you know, working in factories, making, putting together our phones. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, and none you know, of them go to jail, yeah. Well, I mean, that's because it's in a different country. <laughs> right, yeah, right. So in a different I, country, it's, it's... I feel you. What I, I think happened, she... she uh, Her daughter, she couldn't get a babysitter or whatever. Her daughter, she let her daughter in the room. She started doing this type of stuff. And her daughter's like, oh, I want to do what mommy do. That's the only way that a child course. would say, right. I want to do what mommy do if, you, if you're around what mommy do. And then she she showed her. She got happy. She might have been a little good with it. These kids are advanced. She got too comfortable with it. The wrong person saw it. And that's what happened. She's five, man. Yeah, she, she's five. The, the, the U.S. banned child labor in 1938. She's five. Well, I, I don't think she was working eight hours a shift. She was there with her mom. Don't matter. Right. She's five. She ain't supposed to be working at all. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think she was working. <laughs> That's like she's not working. drive at five. She's five. <laughs> she's not, not supposed to be driving at five. She's not working. She's hanging out with her mom. Hello, Sonny. Hello? She was working. You ain't seen the picture we saw. Hello, who's this? Uh, Sonny, Good morning. Sonny, right? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, Sonny. Hey, Sonny, what's your thoughts? So, my thing is, we don't say anything when we see these kids in the, the small mom and pop shops working with their family, the Chinese food restaurants working with their family. And this woman is teaching this child generational wealth. This woman is teaching this child how to work for what you're getting. And not for nothing, those waxes, depending on what they're getting, be $100 a shot. It's harder to teach than it is to learn. So I highly doubt she was doing it all by herself. She could have been doing for eight hours eight hours in, in total. She could have been doing one person an uh, hour. That's seven hundred bucks plus tip. That can come up to the eight change. Yeah, but she's five. Mm -hmm. So Sonny's yeah, saying when you go to the Chinese food spot, sometimes you see, you know, yeah. the, the owner's child. Or if yeah. you go to the bodega, you'll see the owner's child in there working. You're saying working. it's the same thing. It, it, how old is the child? Exactly. You'll be seeing five, six year olds in there. Young. That's illegal. They all start young. That's hold illegal. Up, hold up, hold up. So the thing with this also is how many Chinese food restaurant ads and commercials do you see out out in like on the TV and everything? None, right? But we always frequent them. We always go to them and everything else. This woman has to rely on her social media in order to get her name out there, in order to get her clientele. If her clients ain't complaining, then why are we? That's the thing. A client did complain, I think. I think it was one no, that I actually... She, I, caught I thought the they picture. said it. Really? I thought they posted it online and people were complaining about the post she put on her Instagram. Oh, she because posted it. Yeah, she posted it. Oh, girl. He had 25 clients or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who are these freaky-ass so clients that ain't complaining? Why are these freaky-ass clients okay with a five-year-old coming in there waxing them? Maybe. Or maybe the client or uh, understand exactly what I'm saying as far as you're teaching her at an early age how to make that money, how to get... I'd rather her teach her how to make money doing that and teach her how to money make uh, to to get it from. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. 
and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Can I, can I ask you a question, ma'am? Would you let a five-year-old give you a wax? Uh, no. Okay. But at the same time. But at the same time, as I said, to each their own. That's, no. that's how I feel about it, too. So we say, oh, no, if I walk inside of a wax, waxing center and a five-year-old is there, nah. <laughs> but I'm not going to post about it. I'm not going to be like, yo, they had this five-year-old. She ain't exactly. get to touch me. All right, cool. You exactly. Know? Like, make your money. Yeah. The youngest age to work in child labor is 14 in America. I mean, that is the truth. But like she said, I've been at, at, at places where you see five, six-year-olds working. You don't know if they're working. They just in there with their parents. They just in there. They're not being put to work. <laughs> like, what are we no, talking about? Nobody care about laws of America no other time. But now the five-year-old one do waxes. Now we talking about laws of America and everything. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Walter Scott from out of Indianapolis. What's up, Walter? What's, up, What's your Walter? thoughts? What's going on with it? How you doing, Walter? Talk to us, Walter. What's your opinion? Man, they wrong for putting those wolf dryers in those baby faces. I feel you. Like, <laughs> what? Like, you know, you those wolf vaginas. Oh, oh, he said those wolf. He said they wrong for putting those wolf vaginas in, in that baby face. I feel you. I feel you with that. Yeah, like she could, she couldn't wax any. She yes. couldn't wax any other area. I mean, if it was a male, we'd be out flipping. Man, but no, no nigga, better not lay down asking no wax. <laughs> I mean, I ain't saying that they don't, but don't go. Do, ain't no five year. I don't think she have no. a five year old in there. Why no man? No. Is hey, <laughs> All right, 800-585-1051. If you're just joining us, we're talking about a story that was trending the last couple of days. This mom and her five-year-old child was on, I guess, she was posting pictures of her daughter waxing women. And mm. she was arrested for it, and people are up in arms. Let's discuss this. The Breakfast Club, good morning. If y'all talking about it, no, we no, talking about it. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. If you're just joining us, we're talking about this young lady from Tennessee who was arrested. Uh, she has a business where she does waxing, and her five-year-old daughter, I guess, was helping her out. She posted the picture, and she's been arrested about it, and people have been talking about it. And we have, uh, what's your name? Anonymous from Houston. Anonymous from Houston. What's your thought? It's the radio, sir. We can't see you. you, don't, you, don't, you don't <laughs> That's fine. To... Yes. I just, I just feel like it wasn't a problem when Swiss Beat's son made a, made a, made a beat at five years old for the untitled unmastered. But now a child is doing something with her mom, and that was the problem. Yeah. I don't. <clears throat> where was the, where was the issue when Swiss Beat's son made a beat? I he was five years old. I, I don't think that's the same thing because <laughs> you can make a beat. At five years old, on your own, they sell instruments for five years old. They sell the little keyboards and the guitars and but things. But he was like in that. the studio with his father, who is a a well known beat maker or or producer. So we know he was in there for hours with his father. Yeah, but he's not ma- he's not he's there. not making his child work by making a beat. I don't think I think that's a false I'm pretty sure she wasn't. I don't think she was. I'm pretty sure she wasn't making her child work. work like this, Larry said, I'm so pretty sure just, the child seen her mom doing so it. Come on, like, she definitely needs to be arrested now. Then. 
What? She definitely need to be arrested. If she wasn't making her I child work and her child was just in there playing, oh, there's a vagina. I'm, Go ahead, take this. Clue I'm, I'm, she wasn't playing. She probably seen her mom working and said, "I want to try what mommy's doing," just like any other child would do. Exactly, and like I said, this mom probably does not have um, babysitter. A babysitter. You know all right. that. Like well, so, she let, let, about, this makes sense to him. Well, the neglect. Well, see, well, well just listen to what he's just well, saying. Explain to him because he's he, he, he's seeing it different. Yeah, you're right. Swiss B son made a, di- uh, a, a beat, mm-hmm. but the problem was is this child is saying is around hot wax which he can be burned at the age of five they're saying that it's dangerous but he, was, he was supervised by an adult just like it don't matter she's adult. waxing somebody's vagina you can't be serious bro who did y'all call, <laughs> did, 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 okay, y'all told this man that to call way, that sound crazy What's but it? when when you're in school and you're in science class you're uh, you're you're doing stuff that's supervised by adults not as at long five as you're yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. You're right. Five years old sounds crazy, but still, nobody had a problem when a child does something at five with a celebrity, but when it's a regular person, now she's going to jail. I think it's stupid. Okay, thank you very sense. much, thank Anonymous you, from Houston. This is Anonymous. hot wax and vaginas. <laughs> Yo, he was making hot fire in the studio at five, and, and it's the same. Hot wax, hot fire. There you go. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, this T-803. Hey, what's up, Metro? Bubba? What's your thoughts, man? Ah, uh, what up? Hey, man, um, I don't really say that she needs to be arrested for it. And, and in this case, I think it's how she done it. She didn't put it on social media, man. Everything gave admit, but it, I understand she's trying to teach us out of the game. But she should have done it in her own personal space, maybe just on her and not the client. But it, it, it just, it's just how, how you do things. I just don't know what client is going to let a five-year-old wax you. Obviously, it was a like, bunch of 24 no clients. Because they probably freaks. Hello, who's they this? They probably all need to have signs yeah, in their it's Mac, man. Hey, Mac, what's up, bro? What's your, what's your opinion? So, yo, I, I agree. And then and here's why I agree. I, I'm, I'm saying comfortable with old girl doing that. Just because potentially she could be teaching her child how to take over the business one day. She's five. <laughs> she's five. She's five. She's five. She's five. <laughs> Five-year-old-kid-just-teaching-a-family-business-five-year-old-kid-just-teaching-a-family-business-five-year-old-kid-just-teaching-a-family-business-five-year-old-kid-just-teaching-a-family-business-five-year-old-kid-just-teaching-
Oh, Good morning, everybody. I know when that battery get low. <laughs> Somebody plug Jess in. It's DJ Somebody MV, plug Jess, Jess in. Hilarious, Charlamagne the guy. We are the breakfast That club. baby start kicking her ass around 8.30. Oh around 8.30 to 9, that baby start kicking that ass. Oh, gosh, please. Let's get to the mess, yo. Jess is going to bring you numbers. Jess with the mess. I need this real On the breakfast club. I know they know the distance. Keep it a stack. This is interesting. Bradley Cooper recalls pitching a role at Beyonce's house. So uh, during an interview with SAG after Bradley spoke about pitching a role to Beyonce, he wanted her to play uh, Allie, the main role, uh, the main character in his movie, A Star is Born. And this is a really good movie. Did y'all see that? A Star is Born? No, I heard about it. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. It made me cry and a bunch of other stuff. But um, this is the audio. This is what he said. He said, okay, if you can make it for under $25 million and you can get Beyonce, I'll do it. And uh, and so then I went to Beyonce's house and Jay-Z was watching Judge Judy. I still remember. No. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Stop it. And I, and I was and I was freaking. I was so, I remember I had this weird cough when I was pitching it to her. Like, it was so crazy. I'm like, and then this, <coughs> and then, uh, and it was crazy. And then, and then she was, and she was incredible. And so was he. And, and we developed it for like a year together. And she was, I, I mean, she's one of the greatest people of all time. But uh, so when they at at the, after the meeting, um, they did they worked on it for like a year. But Beyonce's uh, pregnancy actually got in the way of that, and mm. well, you know, not got in the way of it, but she was pregnant, so she couldn't no longer do the film, and they were still trying to shoot. The probably film. get tired around right. eight a.m. to nine a.m. Absolutely, Most, a, lot yeah, pregnant, whatever. a lot of pregnant women do that. Allegedly, so uh, Bradley Cooper he uh, considered Adele for the role right after that, mm-hmm. um, and he texted her, and she had texted back like, "Nah, I'm busy." So then um, Lady Gaga ended up playing the main character after Beyonce fell through. In 2012, Variety reported that Beyonce was set to play the role. But, um, uh-uh, listen, I'm going to read what they wrote because this is crazy. What? Ro- All right, it said, in 2012, this is our producers, mind, mind you. In 2012, Variety reported that Beyonce set to play the role but had to drop out because of her presidency. Oh, <laughs> 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 Our producers wrote that? Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's a great story. I think you should run with that. But she is oh the bonus. Oh, it definitely says presidency. Beyonce of the United States. We she saw did. that. Okay, but no, don't yeah, try to make presidency. Uh uh-uh, uh. Because they're going to be like, just tired and dumb. What's going on? No. <laughs> it definitely uh-uh. says presidency. Yeah. So, but I will um, say that's a prime example of what's for you is for you because yeah. Lady Gaga won an Oscar. Yeah, she did. For that role. She did. And I'm yeah. so happy about it. Yo, the movie was great. That's when I was like, yo, Lady Gaga with the acting chops. And um, the film was successful and made over 436 million worldwide so that that was great I think that was great that just tells me that everybody watches Judge Judy too yeah but yo did you see how psyched the guy was no, no. Judge Judy Are you, Judge Judy stop it Judge Judy? no those people don't watch TV like <laughs> okay like, school me now. I missed the Judge Judy thing what yeah Judge Bradley Cooper told the uh, the guy uh, that he sat down and did the interview where he was like um, I went over I pitched the movie to Beyonce Jay-Z was watching Judge Judy he was like no oh no there, there's no way like it's Judge Judy yeah why wouldn't, Beyonce, why everybody wouldn't Jay-Z watch Judge, Judy? Judge Judy? <laughs> Now, what if Jay-Z Jesus send him Christ. a cease and desist like, yo, I don't want these niggas to know about Jay-Z. It's a cease and desist. She's the presidency of, the the presidency of oh. what? <laughs> you said Beyonce, what she was what? Send him a cease and desist. She was nine months president. Cease and desist. What you say? Oh, my God. Anyway, moving on. I meant to say cease and desist. Gossinet confronts Shannon Sharp for saying he's short during episode of First Take. Shannon Sharp spoke about Jalen Brown jumping over Kasanet for the dunk contest. Ka- Kasanet was sitting in a chair, so Shannon Sharp said he was three feet tall. <laughs> this is the uh, the audio. 
The man's already three foot tall. You put him in a chair 91, 91 five. Oh, f you said it. Oh, f no, I didn't know you said this. Said it. F you. No, 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 no. Is this national TV, my? <laughs> Why I just go straight like that? I got static with this. Nah, Shannon, you gonna have to see me. Yo, <laughs> you go ahead to see <laughs> Yo, it's so funny to me. Um, for those who don't know, Casanet actually played in the Celebrity All Star game, and um, Shannon he tried Shop to play. They boy. would not pass him the ball that That's whole so game, and up. I felt so bad for him. They were disrespecting Kyle. Kyle. He was Kyle. wide open, yeah, mad they tubs. They were disrespecting him. He tried to play. Yeah, shout yeah. to Kyle. Don't don't invite short people places. Don't invite us short people places if you're not gonna give us the respect we deserve. Kyle's all in you know. Crazy. No, he's not. Or don't invite people to places and then uninvite them because of their past. That's but true. um, Shannon Sharp was his coach Shannon mm -hmm. Sharp was the coach so that's why he was calling uh, calling him coach at first and uh, it's report uh, Kostanet is reportedly 5'3 so um, this is what are you he, about the same height as you Shala I'm 5'7 you're not 5'7 you're 5'7 he's five, seven. not 5'7 Shala you're my seven. height I'm 5'3 too so yeah, you're not, not the same seven. height yes y'all are oh my god he, oh, he don't never got no shoes I on I would so tell you to stand I up but you're pregnant and you get tired so hey, I don't, don't, don't want to conserve your energy because you still got an hour to go definitely not no damn 5'7 you're 5'3 I'm 5'7 you're 5'3 but Shannon and Kai talked about it play number 3 hey what hold on Yeah. why you call me 3 feet hold on bro stop lying to these people bro how tall are you, Kai? 5'9". Kai, don't do that, Kai. I told you you were 5'9". Oh, how tall do you think I am? 5 feet? 5'5"? Five, five? Yeah. They, bro, 5'9". Ocho was in a hole, though. Look, I ain't 3 feet, bro. And no. I'm not 1.5 and stuff like that. No, bro. no, Kai. <laughs> it was not a knock on you. I was saying, if you look at the other guys, they jumping over Shaq. They jumping over, they jumping right. over Taco Fall. They're jumping over a kill. Even if they jumps over you, he put you in a chair. Now you have to hide of what your original height I is. Thought, <laughs> I thought I was going to be standing up on a chair. But he told me sit down. I was confused. Don't, I didn't know what to do. Don't ever, ever, ever defend your shortness. Because short people live longer than taller people. <laughs> That's all you got to say to them. That's a fact? That's a fact. Mm. Short people live longer than taller people. So you're saying the NBA, whole NBA got a good chance of dying before you... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. So Kai said he's 5'8", so he's taller than you. He said he's 5'9". So, but he's taller than you. He's not. He's 5'3". Yeah, we know he's not 5'9". At what age, what, what height do, are you a little person? What yeah. Age? Uh, I think 4'11". And then as a man, because I don't think we trip about it. We uh, <laughs> Women, we don't trip about that too much. I mean, I, I don't know. As a little man. How, what, what, I never what thought I was short till I got around tall people. Why height is Kevin? No, you short. Kevin Hart? Yeah, he he's Kevin shorter Kevin Acosta is not you. probably the same height. Yeah, because Kevin is shorter than you. Because Kevin is shorter than me. Yeah, he probably no. about 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. No. I, Kevin's like 5. Because Duvall is Kevin's about 5. Kevin's 5. Lil Duvall almost got a check. Like he's he shorter was, than he me, too. Inch, oh, my God. No, he's for real. He, he was like an inch away. From being what, a little person? He's 5'2", yeah. Or, or, a, five, a dwarfism okay, is what yeah, they call him. Dwarfism. Dwarf height. I might be 5'4", then, because Kevin is smaller than me. Dwarfism is what? 4'10". 4 feet 10. 4'10". Yeah. So okay. Du Duval just missed it by about four inches. Mm. So he could have got a check. You get a check for being a dwarf? I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. But the moral of the story is short people live longer than taller people. I know that's right. Short you know people saying? out here getting money. You already know. Mm -hmm. And that's why you... And then you got to be in shape too if you're short. You know what I'm saying? You can't be short and like skinny. You got to have some like girth to you. you or know what short I mean? and fat because that's bad for your knees. Can't be short with a big back.
Salute to the Big Back Here's Brigade, something. too. All right. Hey, drop that one of Clues Bob for the Big Jackson. Back Brigade. I cannot believe that they made me say <laughs> Beyonce couldn't do the movie because of her presidency, mm-hmm. yo. And then I turned around and said, Jay-Z should have sent them a sis in deceased. A sis. <laughs> like, damn. So a whole sis? Is it puffing it, too? And a death. And a death. He's like, yo, please, no. All right. People's Choice Mix is up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning, y'all. Wake up. Wake up. You're locked into The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Jess Hilaria, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. What are we doing? Listen, man, it's Black History Month. So salute to my guy, B-Dot, every day during Black History Month. He puts out an episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, which is a podcast that tells you about a lot of things in black history you may not have known about. So today, B-Dot is telling you the story of Alice Sebold and Anthony Broadwater. Let's discuss. Y'all, this white woman, Alice Sebold, randomly picks a black man off the streets as the man that raped her. He does 16 years before the story is proved to be false and his conviction overturned. And all Alice Sebold has to say is, I'm sorry. Alice Sebold wrote a book, Lovely Bones. It was turned into a movie with Mark Wahlberg, a son. Never seen it, never will. But she was 18 in college at upstate New York in Syracuse in 1981 when she was in the park. There, as a freshman, she was raped. Months later, she says she was walking down the street and came face to face with the man who raped her. The man approached her and he said, don't I know you from somewhere? And she was frozen with fright. He was arrested, and she took the stand and ID'd him as her rapist. Now, there was a big-time director in Hollywood that was doing a movie, Lucky, based on the memoir of Alice Sebold's rape. But he said that the trial transcript in her book didn't quite add up, and he had questions. So after doing some investigating, came to find out she was big cap. She eventually issued an apology. It sounded like this. I am so sorry. Most of all, for the fact the life you could have led was unjustly robbed of you. And I know that no apology can change what happened to you, and it never will. If you don't shut up. Anthony Broadwater received $5.5 million from the state of New York last year. It's crazy, because even after he was arrested, she picked a totally different man in the police lineup. But Broadwater was still taking the trial. He got released in 1999, but still had to register as a sex offender until the conviction was vacated in November of 2021. He got his M's last year in 2023. Now, how the hell did she just get the ride off into the sunset walking her puppy down the streets? Just living life. How is it not a law yet that if you allege someone raped you and that person gets time and it comes out that without a shadow of a doubt that you lied, why don't you get the same exact time that that person got or would have gotten? This man, Anthony Broadwater, now 62 years old, was falsely incarcerated for 16 years in 1982. And now, 42 years later, he's just getting paid for it. He's only free because Alice Sebold's book didn't match the court transcripts and a Hollywood producer was doing his due diligence before making it into a movie. How many innocent men are incarcerated and have been incarcerated for years behind false accusations and allegations that won't be fortunate enough to have their lying ass accusers write a book to be eventually researched for a potential film? Huh? How many? The reality is I don't know. And maybe you don't either. I salute to be that. 
Yeah, salute to the good brother B Dot, and make sure you subscribe to I Didn't Know, maybe you didn't either on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Jess Larry, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time to get up out of here. We got a salute to the uh, peoples, Mario and Mandela Van Peoples, for joining us this morning. Yes, Yes, man. Legends. Mario is definitely a legend, man. And it's so interesting because, as I said during the interview, we used to see Mario and Melvin together. And then Melvin passed away a few years ago. So now you see Mario with his son, son Mandela. Mandela. Yep. So it's just it's just really dope to see. That's Salute right. to them carrying on uh, their legacy, their family legacy. And Outlaw Posse comes out March 1st, the new movie. That's right. All right. And Jess? And listen, it's Jordan Peele's birthday. Happy birthday to Jordan Peele. He is mm-hmm. so funny. I, I just got finished watching Ken Peele. I watch Ken Peele almost every day. But Jordan Peele, uh, Jordan Peele's birthday today. And Nina Simone, She was she's an Aquarius. I didn't know that. Wow. Had no mm-hmm. idea. Happy born day, Nina Simone. Happy born day, Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. And speaking of birthdays, my birthday party is March 2nd. That's on a Saturday. It's surrounding CIAA in Baltimore. And look. All right, all y'all Charlotte people. I know, yes, Charlotte, it was lit in Charlotte when CIW. I ain't going to lie, I used to come every time. But let us have it for a few years, y'all. It'll be back. It'll be back. Or why y'all can't come up Baltimore? Y'all can come to Baltimore a little bit. Just Mm. don't go to certain places. Yeah, but you got to tell us those places, though. That's the problem. You got to let us know where we can't go. All right, I'm going to get a list because I don't be going there either like that. But I'm going to be there (laughs) Saturday, March 2nd for my birthday party. We are doing the crown, the queen, opulence. 2.0. 2.0. Get your tickets. The link is in my bio. Um, and then the it's at the Baltimore Peninsula. That's 2455 House Street. Parking is available. And hit up Dave Cowser for the party, uh, for the tables. And it's Baltimore, so all dummies get in free before First 11, of all, right? you're not even allowed to say all that, because, yeah, that's why you can't even come through now. <laughs> Jesus, come on. I'm trying to get them to be cool with you. You're going to call them dummies on the radio. Hold that's on. what they say. Yeah, that's what they say to each other. Each other. They don't say that shit. <laughs> Jesus, hold right. <laughs> Get your tickets, CIAA. All right. All right. Now you got a positive note, man. I do have a positive note. The positive note is simply this. Um, always remember that my mental health doesn't allow for it is a valid reason. You heard what I just said? My mental health doesn't allow for it. That is a valid reason. Reason, don't ever let nobody make you think otherwise. Have a great day. Yo, I'm telling you, yo, this nigga, this nigga be recycling. My mental I health doesn't know. allow for it, Jess. You basically- Jess, whatever you say, my mental health doesn't allow for it. All right, it. yo, whatever. <laughs> Breakfast club, bitches. We all finished or y'all done? Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 